Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon. Shout out to my Spotify listeners, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Thanks for watching in. Be sure to turn notifications on whatever platform you're tuning in so you don't miss a week. Coming live from my voice to your headphones, car stereo, or TV. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here right now. Take a moment to be present and recognize that it is now right now. Whether your right now is working, running, exercising, cleaning, laying down, flying, driving, be grateful we're alive. Failure can be frightening. However, as Winston Churchill reminds us, success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. This is I Will Not Lose podcast, where we set out to prove everything is learned from failure, and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Let's jump right in. Woo! I feel good, man. I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a filler episode, just reach into my bag of unfinished episodes and pull something out and just wing it for twenty minutes. Uh, but I love you guys too much, and I decided this may be somebody's first episode, so I don't want somebody jumping in on a filler episode. So was going to do that, but I decided to scrap the episode and go to sleep. And somewhere between dreaming and waking, I realized how much easier podcasting is off sleep. And this week's topic just hit me. So we're going to talk about sleep. You know what it is. Do you know why it's important? You know that it really is like the glue that holds everything together. It's one of the main things with mental health, uh, you look at sleep deprivation and all sorts of other things start to fall out of line. So yeah, the week's topic just hit me. I think it's important for overall health and well-being and it deserves being talked about. So that's what we're going to dive in. Um, So I like to practice what I preach, but sometimes this podcast turns into kind of an antidote for myself to remind myself. So I was doing good for about a year. I've always struggled with sleep and consistent sleep throughout my life, but I have had periods to compare to where I was getting really good sleep. And February was probably the first time in about a year I had consistent sleep schedule Uh, And was getting a decent amount of sleep every night for a good year, going to bed around the same time, waking up around the same time. Um, And then I threw some things in that disturbed that schedule and I got off to a crazy February. So um, I knew what I had set myself up for, but I was working on a documentary and This was a massive production with a lot of people involved. So by the time everything got to editing, you know, um, we had a short amount of time. So we were able to get everything done, but it was at a cost of sleep, really, if I'm being honest. Um, And when I say I knew what I'm signing myself up for, um, I know what it takes to hit a deadline. And I knew that It was going to be about two weeks of misery. And then the final product was going to get out. There would be people that never knew what went into it. As long as they say, you know, the show must go on. I'm a firm believer in that. So 
We were able to hit the deadline, but it did teach me some things um, about myself and different things that I need to change in order to be successful. So kind of the story learned from failure in this, I'll be sharing some of my own personal experiences of failure with sleep, as well as some successes that I found, some tips and tricks to get better sleep. And I'll try to drive just how important it is for overall health and well-being. So after we hit the deadline, uh, the deadline was February 13th. We got everything submitted over on February 14th, and then it aired a few days later for the remainder of Black History Month. Um, Was it March 7th? I think it just finished airing. It aired a little bit in through March as well. But that week, I decided to fly to Atlanta uh, really just for a change of pace and had an opportunity. My wife had a hotel out there, so was a uh, didn't have to worry about lodging. So spent a few days there, um, did bring my laptop, so I was able to work and did get some good work done. But overall, took a, a day to relax, went to the National Center for civil and human rights. Um, I believe I'm getting the title right, but that's in Atlanta, Georgia. That was an absolutely mind-blowing experience. Um, I may do a a whole podcast about that, but one of the biggest things I took from it was the freedom of speech that not everybody has it. And so being able to put out a podcast from a place of love, from a place of you know, wanting everybody to succeed and hoping that they can take something from this. Uh, This is a privilege to be able to put content out, you know, and so I don't take my words lightly. never really have, but I did add a whole new weight to what I do, why I do it, who I do it for. So uh, getting sleep over the next couple of days forced me to make some changes in my life that I'll go into the next couple of days. So when I first flew down, the the first day or so was pretty rough because I didn't actually arrive in Atlanta till around one. So I probably got off the airport, got to the hotel, maybe around three. Now I slept on the flight. I slept uh, in the airport. So I got a decent amount of sleep, but it was rocky. It was over different periods of time. One of the ways sleep works is you go into cycles. So when you get a short amount of sleep, you don't get all the way through. And not to get into it, but that's part of the reason when you go back to sleep after you wake up, you start a whole new sleep cycle. And that's why it's so difficult to be rested and energetic. So having a consistent start and wake time Uh, sleep and awake time is definitely some advice. We can get into that with some of the tips. But after that first day, I got a good night in a nice bed in a hotel. Uh, For me, sleeping in was like 8 or 9 a.m. So I think I was up at like 8 versus 5.30 or 6.30, which I'm doing now. Um, So that was nice. Was able to be on a different schedule than my normal schedule. So just kind of going with the flow, seeing different sites, 
just being, just taking things in. You, it's amazing how much more fruitful your waking hours can be when you have good sleep. I mean, everything is just off. So when I am not sleeping, there's negative consequences. I mean, beyond just feeling tired and exhausted, uh, there's no focus. There's a difficulty in concentrating. So I like to tell myself if I'm going to stay up late working on a project, I'm pretty much sacrificing some focus for the next day. Um, if I lose sleep, then the next day is going to be less productive. So did I really get more done? Um, I take tons of breaks in my work, uh, be it a 20 minute break or, you know, walking away from something for an hour or walking away from something for a day and just revisiting it after you sleep. That's always been a part, even if I didn't acknowledge it, that's always been a, a real part of my routine. So as I put pen to paper and actually journal this stuff, it's like, wow, you know, that really makes a ton of sense. So it's not worth the trade-off to lose sleep or stay up. I mean, if something is due, I get it, but there's all sorts of productivity techniques to not let something be looming and overwhelming to the point where you have, uh, you know, you're, everything is urgent and important. Everything has to be done right away. Everything has to be done. That's a difficult position to be in. But so what steps did I take to improve my sleep schedule? Um, setting a consistent bedtime. This one was pretty big for me. So I'll usually go to bed when I'm tired, which might be around 8.30 or 9 p.m. I'll start to lay down. I might be in bed by 9.30 um, if I find myself working and it's around 9 30, 10, that's when I'll start to start like a, a bedtime routine. If I'm not already exhausted and ready for bed, like if I spent my whole day creating or concentrating or moving from place to place, you know, um, I'll usually be pretty tired. But <clears throat> if I have to create a relaxing pre-sleep routine, um, I'll do that. It might be throwing in my earbuds and putting on like a binaural beats or something. Um, there's all sorts of, you can do some research, theta waves, beta waves, delta waves, uh, different tones that you can listen to. And you put that in with some noise isolating headphones and lay down. Uh, don't look at any screens. Um, they There's a big study on... Um, essentially not looking at blue light before bed. So your cell phone, your laptop, the TV screen. Um, I'm not the greatest culprit of this. I think we leave a TV on in sleep mode, but you'd really want no light at all. And the blue light, it keeps you awake. It, um... It messes with your brain. I'm not going to go a ton. Let's just say it's bad for you. Uh, maybe I'll plug something or put in the description more about blue light. But this is mostly about sleep. And I'm just telling you, avoid screens for a good hour before you go to bed. Uh, these glasses that I'm wearing now 
are actually blue blockers. So I stare at screens a lot and my focus after staring at a screen, wearing these versus not wearing these, uh, the mental fatigue is just completely, uh, completely insane. You can turn your screen blue light off um, and it, it kind of looks real yellowy. I know a lot of people work with that. They work with low blue light mode on. Um, I personally don't just because I'm working with colors and video. The The yellow tint really screws up what I do for work. So as a remedy, I wear these to uh, these blue blockers to help combat that. So if I am going through something or I just uh, I don't like to get into checking emails, but if I'm doing something mindless like scrolling Reddit and I'm still awake, I'll wear these blue blockers while I'm uh, scrolling. But another big thing that I did was I switched to four days. So my main contract that I act as a, uh, I work nine to five at, I went from working five days there to four days. So I'm going to be off Fridays, uh, mainly as a move for uh, work-life balance just being able to uh, have some personal time, get some things done, work on some some different stuff. I'll go into how I spent last Friday in a little bit after we finish up on the sleep stuff. But um, getting back to having full sleep, oh, it's night and day. I mean, when you get your sleep schedule on track for the past year, I was able to uh, manage all my deadlines, start a podcast. Um, I did take a break for a while from social media, so I didn't feel that need to go through that at night. Uh, that constant need, like that feeling of missing out when you're like lonely and you want to see what other people are doing. Um, or maybe you just look to social media for distractions, see what other people are saying and get in the conversation. But I did take a long break from that last year. Um, I'm slightly back on social now. I'm slightly active on it. It doesn't take up a ton of my time. But uh, the increased energy level, um, it's amazing. Going to bed at 8 and waking up at 4.30 or 5, I mean, you're still getting your... Uh, I'm good on about six and a half hours of sleep. So when I'm actually laying down, I know I'm going to be to bed in the next half an hour. I'll set an alarm for six and a half or seven hours out and um, wake up then and start my day early, start uh, doing my morning routine, make coffee, walk the dog, uh, get showered, get dressed. Um, and then once everything's together, I have some time to create journal for the podcast, uh, catch up on emails, do some things like that, and then be downtown at 8 a.m. Um, having that schedule allowed me to really concentrate the three or four hours of free time that you have every day uh, towards growing things, towards putting things together. And honestly, one of the things that I'm going to get back into is gaming more. Um, I like to play strategy games and it's nice for my mind. It's great for, you know, just taking a half an hour out, but 
it used to be something I did a lot more consistently. And I definitely think it helped with my decision making and overall mental health. So even just being part of narrative, enjoying other people's content, uh, been diving into The Last of Us lately. That's a video game turned HBO hit series. Um, so taking time to do things that aren't necessarily focused on creation. It gives me more time and more focused time when I'm actually creating to be more productive during that time. So uh, overall improved mood. You just smile more. You're sociable. Um, you're not in a terrible mood in the morning. Like everybody wants to break stuff when they wake up. That's because you didn't go to bed till three and you have to get up for work or school or whatever it has to, to be. So I've I've said this and I claim this and I'll stand by this. The increased productivity is worth the trade off. So you miss two hours of sleep. I'm sure there's some sort of objective value you could put. You could quantify how much productivity you lost. But I can just tell you it's not worth the trade off. Get good sleep. Produce well. Um, if you're struggling with sleep because of something that's not, uh, I mean, there's all sorts of things like avoiding alcohol, avoiding nicotine, caffeine, um, all this sort of stuff you could do before sleeping. But sometimes there is insomnia or something that you have to deal with, or as a result of a medication, you're having a hard time sleeping. Um, that's definitely real. Uh, there are lines you can reach out to. There's just people available 24 seven that you can just talk to because you might start to go a little nuts if you are sleep deprived for a day or two. Um, all sorts of terrible things can start happening. Um, and a lot of times <clears throat> when there are cases and somebody has a crisis called on them or something, there's sleep deprivation, like not enough. I'm not going to, I forget who the quote is by, but it's a great quote that not enough attention is paid to the lack of sleep or sleep deprivation when it comes to mental health. So in other words, you could be sleep deprived and they could misdiagnose you for having some sort of uh, mental ailment. So it it just throws all your chemistry off when you don't sleep. Um, when you go to sleep drunk, you don't actually finish all the sleep cycles. You don't go into REM sleep. So you're not actually doing the healing part. So you could sleep, you could pass out, sleep 10 hours. You really didn't get much sleep. So that's one thing to avoid doing. And even on weekends, have your consistent sleep schedule like just because it's friday or saturday night and you go to bed at 8 30 9 30 10 30 uh you don't have to stay up till one or two you know um that might throw you off and then you might have trouble getting to bed the next night so uh prioritize sleep over all else um it's one thing i try to do I've gotten uh, at least the last week or so, I've been pretty good, actually really good. I've even taken naps during the day. So I'm pretty caught up on sleep. 
I'm glad I didn't wing the podcast yesterday and we could put together some concise thought because uh, if you're a first time listener, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe and follow. If you're coming back, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I had Johnny Melendez, uh, mentioned him in the first podcast as a childhood friend and know him since kindergarten. And, uh, these are actually his mics. He, he donated them when I said I was wanting to start a podcast and I've since bought some, but he hasn't taken them back. So he, uh, <clears throat> he hadn't tuned in for a little bit, at least not in season two. So I was showing him what the podcast looks like. And he was actually in the studio seeing uh, the stuff we added to it. So it was really cool Friday uh, taking some time. And he actually brought over SM7B, which is a really nice mic. It's a sure mic. Um, and it's great for vocals. It's like the ultimate podcasting mic, but we started uh, dropping some bars, man. We we were rapping. Uh, he set up the studio right over there, uh, right on a little desk. He just had the whole thing in his backpack, pulled out the interface, the cords, uh, XLR cables, and set up a little studio and put something together. So uh, I'm sure we'll put that out. It's just some hobbyist stuff, having fun. But this was the first time in... I'd have to say 11 or 12 years that I uh, was in the studio doing this. So just the process of writing, um, having fun, it was, it was funny. I dated myself. Um, I was like, do you need me to print your lyrics? He's like, we have smartphones. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, man, that's right. Uh, so I'm going back to 2000s and the way we made music then. So it was insane. But we also did, um, I'll probably drop it as some bonus content. We recorded a, a quick episode just trying out the three camera angles and having some different guests. And then my son came through. So Jaden was here kind of producing. He was working some of the cameras. So we just had fun creating, putting some stuff together. Just uh, it was really reminiscent of my 20s. Just creating being in front of a mic the power of recording so that was uh that was really pretty cool so we're gonna start to land the plane here in a second i just have to go on a quick rant uh tipping culture is absolutely out of control um some places you go, the minimum you can tip is 20%. It just asks you, do you want to tip 20, 25? Now, normally standard, at least the way I know it, 20% is if somebody does good. If you give them 20%, that's like they did excellent. So if you give them more than that, that's like absolutely wow. <clears throat> I typically give more than that. If the bill's less than $20, I'll tip 50%, but usually around 25, 30%. Um, even if you did somewhat bad, just because I know how, at least in our economy, people rely on tips. But when I go to Panera and I get my own cup and I do the self-serve and it asks me if I want to tip the team, it's like, I haven't even seen the team. I don't... <laughs> Nobody, I mean, if they held the door and greeted me, I could see. So I guess the option is there. Or maybe if you make food, I guess if you order food, then you can serve, you can tip the cooks. So it makes sense while it's there. But 
I would just think in the programming, if you dine in and you sell serve and you're just grabbing a cup, what are you tipping for? Um, it makes an all sorts of awkward conversation when, um, you know, I'm cool with tipping at Starbucks, even if I get it, the drinks are expensive. That has nothing to do with it. If somebody's making your drink, that's a skill and you can go to different Starbucks and they make your drink different. So your Starbucks, your local one that you go to, that the person greets you every day, knows your drink and makes it drop them a tip when they're like, the the screen is going to ask you a question and they turn their head away and it's like i don't know it's just it's a it's it's weird so it's not even just the fact that people are asking for tips it's the fact that it's like i don't know it's it's weird you don't have control over how much you say you want to give um sometimes there's ask for a tip when tip is already included on it so it's pretty nuts but that being said I'm going to throw the QR code up there. If you want to throw your boy a tip for putting the podcast together every week, um, we're throwing together a digital tip jar. So it's linked through PayPal. You can go ahead and do it. Also, if you go to todesigner.com slash links, there's a link to the donate button. Um, It's really just anything as small as buying me a coffee. You could tip a dollar. You can tip uh towards putting together equipment towards making the show better um i have a list of all sorts of things that your donation goes towards kind of like a mini sponsorship so we're making that available um shameless plug other than that this is i will not lose podcast stories of success learned from failure to support the show you can visit shows.acast.com slash i will not lose Subscribe in your favorite podcast player, share the episode link, leave a comment. Your contribution is appreciated. As always, thank you for listening.